Today's scripture reading is in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Uh, it's on page 1013 in the pews in front of you. And while you're flipping there, uh, I'll take the time to announce that uh, there are connect cards if you're a, if you're a guest here that um, in front of you in your pews that you can fill out and then put an offering plate when that comes around. Or you can leave it in your seat at the end and we'll come by and pick them up. Um, starting at verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. May God bless the reading of this word. Let, let me uh, tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I, um, I charge $5 for the, for the first five minutes. And, and then absolutely nothing after that. How, how, how does that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can I can almost guarantee you that that our session won't last the full uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow. Okay. And uh, and I I don't make change. All right. <laughs> and go. <laughs> go. Well, tell what? me, tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. <laughs> I just, I start thinking about being buried alive, and I begin to panic. Has, has, has anyone ever ever tried to to bury you alive in a box? No, no. But truly, thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. So what what you're saying is you're uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes, yes, that's it. All right. Well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm. Uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, if, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most, we find most people can, uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, you're there. Stop it! Stop it? Yes, S-T-O-P, new word, I-T. So, what are you saying? 
You know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you, you, you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds, sounds frightening. <laughs> then, stop. then stop it. I can't. I mean, it's been with me no, since no, childhood. No, no, no. We, 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 we don't go there. Just, just stop. <laughs> So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good go. Well, it's only been it's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, three dollars. <laughs> Goes on a couple of minutes, but I have to preach today too. So, uh, so you might just go and search for uh, Bob Newhart. Stop it, and uh, you could watch the whole video clip, and uh, pretty funny. You know. Sometimes uh, that's what it feels like, I think, when we uh, come to church and maybe hear a sermon about Jesus telling us not to worry. Do not worry. Just stop it. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Great idea. Well, we believe that Jesus was, uh, before he was ever known as Savior, before he was ever known as King, he was known as Teacher. And he came teaching a better way of life, offering a better way of life. He came ushering in the kingdom of God, which is ultimately about a kingdom life, a different way to live. Uh, in this kingdom where God's will reigns, then His way reigns. And we, if we want to be a part of that kingdom, uh, we want to obey what He taught us about the best way to live. And so Jesus comes and He teaches. Amongst all the things that He does, we also have recorded for us His teachings and we also have those elaborated on by his apostles in letters to the early church. So we know a lot about Jesus' ideas and about his way of life that he offers. And, and so we've been exploring those through this series, Jesus Talks, Ideas Worth Spreading. And last week we talked about money and stuff and making sure that you have stuff and that stuff doesn't have you. And that if you learn to treasure the things that are permanent then you'll always be rich because those things can't be taken away from you. Not in this life, not in the next. The things that matter most. And, and somehow or another, several of you told me that that message gave you anxiety. <laughs> and so I said, well, good news for you. Uh, this week we're going to talk about anxiety and worry. And of course, uh, we know that... Uh, I mean, we're familiar with those things. Anxiety is a term we throw around a lot. Depression, they go hand in hand a lot of times. Anxiety and depression. And I find that a lot of people, a lot of us, we do one of two things with those, with those terms and with those ideas. Um, either we say, people just need to stop it. <laughs> right? We kind of have that mentality. Uh, or we say, well, they can't really help it. Because it's, you know, chemicals in the brain and whatever and they've just you know they probably need the right kind of medication and sometimes even that's not good enough and there's we know scientifically that there's stuff happening that you know predisposes them to this condition or whatever the case may be and and I kind of want to suggest to you that probably the truth lies somewhere in the middle that we also know for a fact or we can assume it just makes common sense that if we think negative thoughts all the time, that that's going to affect the chemicals in our brain, 
that they observe, right? That if we choose to dwell in, on, on negative things and, and to wallow in whatever negative thought patterns that we have established, some of us were raised with negative thought patterns by our negative parents, right? And, and so, yeah, you can trace that all the way back to that. But that doesn't mean that it's not possible to change your mind and to change your body. Now, you may not have the power to do that by yourself, but God's Holy Spirit is available to help. And so when we read these ideas, please don't read these as Jesus saying, Stop it! <laughs> or trying to just manage your behavior at the surface level. Jesus is interested in changing the way you think, the way you feel, the way you are. And helping you to become someone different, not just behave differently. And so it is that we come to this passage where he says, I tell you, do not worry about your life. And right there we lose so many people because we say, well, he can't possibly be serious. He can't possibly think that, that we could not worry about our life. I mean, we worry about all kinds of stuff. And he talks specifically, doesn't he, about food and clothing. It's interesting that the people who were his original audience probably had those two things and other things like them as their primary sources of stress and worry in their life. Would they have enough food? Would they have clothes? There were no factories churning out clothes in an inexpensive fashion. It was hard work to make clothing that would last in that day and time. They didn't have supermarkets and coupons. It was a different day and time. In fact, not so long ago in our nation's own history, people lived on about a dollar a day. Most people in the world still do. Most people in history have. And it's interesting to me that we seem to have more worries, not less, for all the stuff that we have and the ease of access to necessities like food and drink and clothing. Somehow we have more anxiety, more worries, more depression. Don't we? It seems like we hear reports from people who go overseas and meet with people in these third world countries and come back talking about how much joy and peace and life they have and happiness. Maybe, maybe the amount of stuff that you have has nothing to do with how much you worry. And yet here we have Jesus and his disciples and those whom Jesus ministered to with next to nothing. And yet, have you ever thought about what a happy and contented person Jesus seemed to be? You know, Jesus had been a carpenter. He had earned a living. He had lived with a family with a roof over his head. He was able to pay the bills, live a comfortable life in that 
era. He had a, a business, a family business he was part of. But he left that. And then he called a bunch of young men to leave that life as well. And together they wandered the countryside with nothing. Sometimes literally just taking grain from the side of the road as they walked and rubbing it together in their hands to get some of the you know, stuff off the outside, the husk or whatever off, and then eat that so they could have something to eat. People would want to follow and, and Jesus would say, you know, I've got no place to lay my head. Like You might want to count the cost before you just jump in on this endeavor. This was the life that they were living when Jesus taught, do not worry about your life. And yet Jesus seemed to be so content. It seemed like Jesus had another kind of bread besides bread. Another kind of water besides water. Another kind of rest besides sleep. As he would even stay up all night sometimes. And so he says, do not worry about your life. Is he being unrealistic? Is he pretending that it's no big deal, those things that we feel we need, that scientifically we need? Well, no, because Jesus says things like, your Father in heaven knows that you need those things. And he says, each day has enough trouble of its own, which tells me that Jesus is well aware that not only do we have needs, but we have trouble. <laughs> Every day, trouble. You know, it always cracks me up when you see those preachers on TV or wherever and they're talking about how we shouldn't have trouble. And life should just be a bed of roses if you have enough faith, right? And it's just so opposite of what Jesus taught. If anyone's expecting trouble, it should be Christians. We should be expecting pain and suffering and problems every day. <laughs> Jesus warned us that we'd have them. He said we might even have extra if we follow him. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So if every day is full of trouble and you do have these needs, then where does Jesus get off saying, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life? Well, he says, think about it. Think about it. What good has worry ever done for you? What have you accomplished? in worrying about whatever things you worry about. You know, the internet's down. <laughs> I'm just, I know you've got more serious things to worry about than that, but whatever it is that you're worried about, even something as terribly serious as the well-being of your loved one, in worrying about it, has it done any good? Has it helped the situation? Ever. No. Jesus says, think about it. Think about 
the birds. Think about the flowers. Do they worry? And yet they're provided for. Let's just think for a little bit about why Jesus says, do not worry about your life. In spite of the fact that he acknowledges that we have needs, in spite of the fact that he acknowledges that we'll have trouble every day. And yet, he says, don't worry. For one, it does no good. Let's just acknowledge that. It does no good. And we see that creatures that don't worry are taken care of. And we are of more value to God than they, according to Jesus. I'm not anti-animal. Don't go telling PETA on me. I'm just saying, according to Jesus, <laughs> human beings still rank above animals. Some of y'all have pets. Okay, I'm not going there. Last thing Jesus says, well, one of the last things that we're going to talk about today is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, his right way of life. Seek first the Jesus way. Worry about that first if you're going to worry about something. Worry about sticking to God's plan. Focusing on God. Focusing on His way of life. And those things that you always are uptight about and stressed about and worried about, that'll be taken care of. Hmm. Can we trust that? In a nutshell, if you like to fill out your note card, it's concentrate on God's way of life and He'll sustain your life. Way of life, sustain your life. If you concentrate on His way of life and put that as your first priority, then Jesus says He'll sustain your life. Those needs and things, He can take care of. He's big enough to take care of that. You focus on following Him. You put your focus on God, on living like Jesus, His way of life. Hmm. What do you think? The deal is, you're going to get sick sometimes. It's going to happen, and it's not going to be much fun. Sometimes you're going to have medical bills that crop up and you're going to have to deal with insurance people. Long hours on hold on the phone. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Sometimes you'll lose someone that you love dearly. Sometimes someone behind you will sneeze and rear-end your car. It happened to me once. Totaled it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes one of your kids will turn out great and the other one will end up in jail. You may have months where you have to live on beans and rice. Where you've got creditors calling. Someday you may have to downsize in car instead of upsizing. Or downsize in house or lifestyle instead of upgrading. You may have to opt for Formica instead of granite. There's just going to be days where things don't go your way. 
And I mentioned a wide variety of things there, from very serious to kind of lighthearted, to say that every day has problems. Every day has challenges. Let's not act like immature, spoiled children that think that it should never happen to us. Instead, let's focus on following Jesus. Let's focus on God. Let's focus on His ways and trust Him to sustain our life, to see us through even the worst of circumstances that can come our way. Now, I understand this is easier said than done. And as we talk about how to practically apply this in our life, I promise you I'm not going to say, just stop it. (laughs) Jesus didn't say it either. I want you to think about what he did say. I think Jesus and that teaching and those ideas that he gave was giving us something of a road map to follow if we want to change our worry life. If we want to alleviate some of the anxiety that we live with and instead learn to find peace in him. First off, think he would say renew your mind there's lies that you believe that you need to replace with truth and one of the best ways to do that is a discipline we call meditation and that's just thinking about things thinking about them thoroughly spending time working them over in your mind see the thing is you've probably heard this passage before haven't you a lot of you have do not worry about your life You've heard about, you know, looking at the flowers and the birds. And you've probably read that. Maybe you've even heard songs about it. But I wonder how many of us have sat down and just thought about it for a while. I mean, really just thought about it. Sit down this week with a picture or look out your window Flowers are starting to bloom, at least at my house. I don't know about y'all. Birds are starting to sing a lot more than they were. I got out of my car the other day. I was like, what is that sound? It's like a whole bunch of birds singing. It's spring's coming, so it's a great time to do this. Think about the flowers of the field. Think about the birds of the air. And let that prompt you to think about more things along those lines. Think about Jesus' question. Has has any of you, by worrying, added one hour to your life? Have you ever fixed anything or helped anything by worrying about it? Think on that for a while. It's a little depressing, but just (laughs) think on it for a little while. I mean, we read these things and then we move on. Right? We've done our Bible reading for the day. Let's go on with life. But Jesus is inviting you to think about it. To look at the bird. I mean, Jesus is out there teaching, right? He says, look at the bird. (laughs) So maybe we should go look at a bird. You know, look at the flower there. Okay, let's look at a flower. Spend some time thinking about these things. And then every time that you feel the anxiety and the stress and the worry starting to creep back in, stop and think about these things for a little while. I mean, you read about them, think about them. 
If you believe it's true, think about the truth. Think it through thoroughly. It's a lot of... Think it through thoroughly. And what you'll do is you'll begin to replace the lies that you believe with the truth. You'll begin to reveal some lies for what they are. You'll be reminded of what's, what's right and what's wise and what's true. And that helps. It's not enough just to read it sometime and have a, a mental assent to the idea. We have to work this into our brains over time. So create a habit of thinking about these things. If anxiety is something that you wrestle with and worry is something that you wrestle with, then one of the things you need to do is to renew your mind. To really think through the truth, these ideas that Jesus puts forth. There's another thing that I think Jesus is pointing out to us here pretty clearly, pretty straightforward and that's that we need to shift our focus a lot of times our focus gets hung up on ourselves uh, gets hung up on stuff that we're worrying about and we get fixated on it and so then it creates this cycle where we're worried about it and so we're more focused on it and which causes more worry about it and then we're more focused on it. How do you break free of that? You focus on something else. Well, what can you possibly focus on that wouldn't end up leading you into anxiety and worry? You can focus on God. You can focus on Christ and His better way of life. One word to describe the Jesus way of life, and that's love. Love for God, love for others. And if you concentrate on that, on His way of life, well, Scripture teaches us, doesn't it, that Christ-like love casts out fear. Fear, that thing that causes worry and that springs from worry. Perfect love casts out fear. And so concentrate on Jesus, on His way of life, on the kind of love that he calls us to live in. Shift your focus. There's a, a verse. If you struggle with worry or anxiety, I'm offering you another thing to do besides meditating on flowers and birds. Memorize this verse. You can write it down. Take it with you. It's Isaiah. The book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. Chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3. Go home, look it up, memorize it. It says that God will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is fixed on him, who trusts in him. If we fix our minds on God and we trust in God intentionally, then we find Peace from God. Shift your focus. Isn't that what Jesus invites us to do when he says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to, to you. Concentrate on God's way of life 
and he'll sustain your life. Shift your focus. Again, this is not something that you can just snap your fingers and make happen consistently every day, just starting this afternoon. Go ahead and stop worrying. <laughs> just stop. But it's something you can begin to practice. Along with that, meditating on what's true. Shift your focus. Be purposeful about it. Say, God, I need your Holy Spirit's help to think about something better right now. I'm going to think about you. I'm going to trust in you. Holy Spirit, by your help, I'm going to fix my mind on you. You've never let me down. You sustain me through everything. I'm trusting you. Five minutes later, you're worrying again. Back to it. God, I still need your help. Stick with it. Most people that try to quit something they're addicted to find that it's quite challenging and that it takes some time of intentionality to build new habits, to replace the old habits. And if you're in the habit of worrying, it'll take some time. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Think about what is true. Fix your mind on God. Trust in God. Shift your focus away from those things that don't matter as much as Jesus and his way of life. Just embracing the Jesus way of life, of focusing on loving God and loving others, will do wonders for you just by shifting your focus off yourself and off your circumstances to consider the needs of others what they're facing, what they need. Memorize that Isaiah 26.3 and every time you feel overcome by worry, you'll have it with you. A reminder that he'll keep you in perfect peace when you keep your mind fixed on him, when you trust in him. We're told that the fruit of the Spirit includes peace. Ask the Holy Spirit to breathe peace into your life. Inhale and just ask. Feel it. I did that the other day. I worry about uh, being places on time and I'm never places on time. So I worry a lot whenever I go somewhere <laughs> where I'm supposed to be on time. And so I was stressing out about something, traffic, probably somebody slow in front of me when I needed to be somewhere fast. Holy Spirit, breathe peace into my life. And he helped me. I messed up again a few minutes later, but he helped me. Keep working at it with him. I don't know about your life story, but... I, the first I really remember kind of worrying about my life was probably in high school because I guess I had a pretty 
blessed life before that. I mean, I probably worried about, you know, dumb kids stuff that doesn't matter, I, I guess. But when I was in high school, I started worrying about my life. Like, what am I going to do with my life? What college am I going to pick? What degree am I going to pick? And then I got to college, and I was still worried about what degree am I going to pick? And uh, what, you know, is this the career that I'm wanting for the rest of my life? And all those kind of worries. And then I got out of college, and I was worried about finding a spouse because I didn't find a spouse in college. And so what's going to happen? Am I going to be single for the rest of my life? And I didn't want to be. And, and I worried about that. And then I got married. And then I was, we were worried about, you know, well, are we going to have kids? Are we going to be able to have kids? And then we had kids. And then we were worried about, are we ever going to sleep again? And, you know, each season of life brings its new set of worries. And yet you look back through your life and you see that God sustained you. He was faithful. He never let you down. He always provided what you needed and more. That we're blessed. God is faithful. We know that life will hold good and bad, joy and pain, times of pleasure and times of suffering. But in the good and the bad, haven't you found that God is faithful? Think about such things. Shift your focus onto such things. Put down your phone or your book or turn off the TV. Look outside at the birds and think about it for a little while. Make space to be alone with God and think about what he's done. Think about what is true and what is right. Think about his way of life and think about him. Nothing compares to it. And if you really start believing that, then you'll have less worries about the things that matter less and that he's already promised to provide. Maybe you're here today and I could just invite you to, maybe for the first time, step out of anxiety and into faith to believe, to follow Jesus and his better way of life, to believe it's true, that you don't have to worry and be consumed by worry, that there is peace that can be found in Him. Let's pray together. Father, thank You for Your better way of life, for the joy and peace that You offer. We have a tendency to worry about things we cannot control. As if by doing so we could help ourselves in any way. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you renew our minds. Help us to shift our focus onto those things that matter most. And to trust you to take care of the rest as you always have. We pray this in the name of Jesus who taught us these things. Amen.